Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Master of None, and wow, I mean, the UFO discussion and the UAP discussion yesterday... I think was still really interesting and something I'm thinking about. And whenever we look at all the whistleblowers and we go into their stories, you know, it's really important to understand that each one of them are providing a piece to the puzzle. In fact, if there is this um, program happening behind the scenes where the government is in fact holding UFOs, potential aliens, reverse engineering, each piece of that puzzle, puzzle is really intricate in understanding what the potential outcome is or what could be going on behind classified doors. I know originally I was going to talk more about some of the information that came out yesterday during the hearing, and I can, you know, if you guys want that, go into what do you think on Spotify and send me a message and say I want to hear more about the congressional hearing. But today I want to talk about another piece of the puzzle as it relates to UFOs as it relates to information, as it relates to technology, as it relates to understanding what potentially the government's doing. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story. It's something that came across as I was doing some research and it really stuck out to me. And it's one going in and talking about a gentleman by the name of Dr. Cesar Pais. Dr. Cesar Pais is a very interesting individual He's an engineer, an aerospace engineer, an inventor, um, and he's worked as a contractor working with the U.S. Navy, um, working with Nav Air Station in Pax River, Maryland. And if you guys are not familiar with this story, it's one where I cannot even begin to really articulate it because it's at a high level. And I think probably what's interesting about Dr. Pais, and I'll get a little bit more and I'll play some more information into it, but I really want to give you the overview of who he is. So Dr. Pais, in in fact, is a gentleman who has created some very unique patents. Now, brace yourself when I say piece in the puzzle. His patents are patents that go against the law of gravity, and they're called the UFO or UAP patents. First of all, he has created a, in, in these patents and is believed that there is some proof that they've been executed. Um, you know, in order to create a patent, you, you can't create it off of, um, it, there has to be some proof. It just can't be created off the theory. So keep that in mind. And the Navy has patents of, of potentially how to create UFO spaceships, if you will, UFO craft. Like, I'm not lying, that, that could potentially create something that is able to manipulate gravity. And, and he has multiple ones. And when you look at the patents, they're in triangles, they look like craft. They, they, they read like craft. I'm going to go ahead and read it. You know, and yesterday I kind of went in and talking about um, the, the nuclear arm treaty and how there's written, like, dialogue about talking about unidentified flying objects within it in different codes to communicate. Well, this is actually from the patent, and the patent is U.S. 10,100BT, dude, filed December 4th, 2018 by Dr. Salvador in Maine. I'm sorry, in Maryland. And it's with the United States Navy. 
And here's the abstract of it, and I'm going to read it for you. A craft using an interfield mass to reduce devices compared of or inner resort cavit walls ugh, and the cavit in microwave emission electricity that changes or resound capital walls in the electrical insurance of inner results. Man, when I read this, I have no idea what I'm reading. But the patent is, is really talking about crafts that can use mass and reduce it. So whenever we look at it, and I have some clips from Dr. Paiste when he talks, and it, it, I mean, when you follow him, it's, it's a little bit tricky. And he's only done one um, podcast. And whenever you listen to him speak, it's really interesting. I'm going to go ahead and play a bit um, from this podcast where he's talking about getting into the concepts of gravity. Do you imagine that to be a small craft, a probe? Hyperspeculation again. Yes. This is, okay. The, from a hyperspeculation point of view, I would say it's quite possible these are probes. Yes. When someone is operating in that craft that you outlined in this hybrid craft using an inertial mass, hybrid craft using an inertial mass modification device article, are you able to control the craft from within it? Because in some of these space-time engineer, I know you're not engineering the metric, but in some of these crafts which depend on space-time metric engineering, it's not as if you can control the mechanism that propels you forward so that you can stop it and move it left and right and so on because it's causally disconnected from you. Can you control it in your model? I believe it's possible. Again, refer to Froning's work and the conditioned vacuum. Once you can achieve these voids within the vacuum, it's quite possible that you can... Uh, affect these, uh, think of the craft as being sucked within these voids within the vacuum that are created. That's what Froning work talks to. And you can see his work. You can, I, I believe it, uh, there are PDFs of it still available on. Uh, so there he's kind of talking about how you can create the concept of gravity and how it creates a vacuum. So what's really interesting is I found another gentleman who's describing in a way what um, Dr. Pais is describing, and I'm going to play it for you and then tell you who it is, and it's going to be really interesting if you know anything about UFOs. A reactionless craft. It's a field propulsion craft, and what it does is it creates a distortion in space and time in front of it, where space actually bends. It's just technology that doesn't exist yet. I mean, you're talking about uh, that there's... Science doesn't even know what gravity is, much less how to produce it or control it. And here is a device that's producing it and controlling it. Put a bowling ball in the middle of your bed, and then a foot in front of it, take your fist and push down on the mattress. Bowling ball will roll towards it. And that's exactly how the craft works. It creates a distortion right in front of it, and the craft falls forward. There, so there's a different physics that we're not... Well, the science that explains how the technology works. I mean, it's all encompassed as one thing, alien technology and science. So that right there is none other than Bob Lazar. And Bob Lazar is in an interview with James Corbin, who is, in fact, at the um, congressional hearings yesterday as it relates to whistleblowers and UFOs. You can see him with his beard sitting in the back. This is the interview he did with Bob Lazar, and Bob Lazar is describing 2AT, okay, 2AT, to what these patents are, 
that has been generated by Dr. Pais. Think about that. He, Dr. Pais has created these patents as it relates to a lot of different situations with craft being able to manipulate mass, okay? High speed, hybrid, um, aerospace and undersea craft, able to engineer the fabric of reality in the most fundamental levels, okay? The patent's um, application for which was supported by the Naval um, Aviation Enterprise Chief Technology Officer on the ground. Now, the reason why they say it is because the Chinese military could potentially already be using these technologies. But once again, a frequent gravity wave generator that it may be used to the advanced propulsion so objects can move through solid objects, okay? Electric fields generated to generate electric fields that principal state applications in which defect and hit, okay, there, anyways. So the point I'm trying to say is whenever you're looking at this information, you, you I'm going to play another clip from Dr. Pais, but when you listen to Bob Lazar give an explanation of how this works, his explanation, I sat through the whole podcast with Dr. Pais, not the whole podcast, but I probably listened to about an hour of it, um, and it's a two-hour interview. He's going through all these aspects of describing gravity through fundamental principles of theories. He's using equations. He's really doing like a high level, in my opinion, like if you were a doctorate candidate and you're sitting in one of his classes, this is the, this is the, the lecture you'd get. He's almost giving a lecture in a way. And Bob Lazar explains exactly kind of what um, Dr. Pais is trying to indicate through his patents, which I think is absolutely bonkers. And then you look at the simple fact that the Navy owns the patents, brings another level to this whole story, another piece in the puzzle. He's saying that the superforce acting on the space-time geometric structure gives rise to energy density, hence matter. And you can just see by rearranging the terms of the equation that that's exactly what's saying. Not only that, if you look carefully at the Bekenstein-Hawking formulation for entropy of a black hole, C to the fourth divided by big G also features in that because your entropy of a black hole would be given as H-bar. You're probably listening to that being like, Zach, why did you just play that? He is describing, once again, exactly what Bob Lazar described, the ability to manipulate gravity. That's why he's referring to Stephen Hawking's formula of black holes, because black holes have the ability to manipulate gravity. Remember, gravity is a constant throughout the universe. Although we don't understand it in the same, in a, in a contextual understanding, we have to look through quantum layers of it. He's describing it in the same way. You know, it's just crazy how Bob Lazar can do it in such a simple way. So, like, I can understand it. But after listening to the way he's speaking about formulas and the super force in the impact of gravity, this is the type of individual who's creating patents that are talking about uh, gravity generators and gravity manipulation. Now, where it gets interesting in the interview is he talks about crafts and the government and super hypotheticals and there was one point in the interview, and I didn't actually find this. I actually stumbled upon this when I was doing some research, where he indicates that there potentially be, be craft 
and he and he kind of sidesteps a little bit. And I want you Are to you hear referring to this. That is actually no. Uh, that is um, uh, actually that was done for a craft using. Um, yes, it was a a patent attorney, a patent examiner in. So you kind of get that little catch where he's like, for this, and he said that was for another craft. Now, what happens in the interview is the gentleman, and it's called the Everything Theory Podcast. You should go and check it out. He's holding up a piece of paper, and Salvador is saying, Dr. Pais is saying, that is for craft. And then you can hear him catch himself in that moment and change topic. So the point I'm trying to get at with this is, Bob Lazar was hired to reverse engineer a spaceship. That's been a story for the last 30 years. Now, and we look at these patents that Dr. Pais has come up with. Okay. You can actually Google him. You can Google his name. You can look through Wikipedia. You can read them yourself because I stumbled all over them. But if you look at the patents and you look at the drawings, they actually look like spaceships. And if you look at Bob Lazar's drawings of spaceships, Dr. Pais's patents and Bob Lazar's rough drawings follow the same type of guidelines and they are talking about the same thing, the ability to manipulate gravity. So in my mind, here's, here's my thoughts. As we listened to David Fravor yesterday talk about the tic-tac phenomenon, being able to manipulate gravity and saying we don't have any type of these capabilities. We look at this patent that was filed back in 2018, 2016, going into these concepts. And, you know, Dr. Pius indicates that he wanted the Navy to have them because his biggest fear was if a, dif- if a defensive contractor got a hold of this information, a defensive yeah, contractor got a hold of this information, potentially they could charge a premium to the government. But if the government holds the patents, they hold the keys. And Dr. Pais has indicated he will make zero money off these patents, but this technology is important within the U.S. Navy, which should give us some sense of of security. But the real question is, where did Dr. Pais get this information? Because in a way, he is an engineer. He is not a physicist. Engineers create things, and they reverse engineer things. And one thing we also know about Bob Lazar is he was an engineer, and he was reversing technology. Both of them have a very good understanding of gravity and how to manipulate it. And what they're saying coincides with what was said about these tic-tac phenomenon. Okay? We have visual proof. We have indicators that potentially the U.S. government has patents. We have a story from Bob Lazar that takes place almost 30 years ago. And now we have Dr. Salvador Pais's actual patents held by the U.S. Navy where he's talking about the manipulation of gravity relating to back holes. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is this is another piece in the puzzle. Yesterday was awesome, but this is hard and proof, in my opinion, that indicates that we're farther along than what we think we are. And that is something worth thinking about. Thank you so much, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.